Hello and welcome to the Poplar Propcast. I am your host, Justin Lemberton. Today we are going to be talking about inflation and we're specifically going to be talking about it relating to home maintenance. As a property management company, we coordinate with a lot of vendors. We work with a lot of uh, 1099. We do a lot of contracts that are just on the side and we've noticed an increase in those over the last couple of years, especially. And as we started digging in the data and looking at like what could inform us on what to expect and kind of where we're at and is it incre- continuing to increase, is it slowing down, what's happening there, we started to see this broader kind of take on the market that we thought we'd jump on here and just talk about a little bit and share with you guys. Now, it's no surprise that during the pandemic, there were a lot of pressures put on various factors in the supply chain. We had a labor shortage. We had a and that's in large part, that's because people couldn't go out and work, especially when it's a service call to a house. We had supply chain issues where we had parts that we couldn't get. Um, everything was being shipped. So the shipping was all strained. Flights weren't flying. All those things kind of compound and mess up with the supply chain. Then the other thing that we had was just this this massive amount of people moving and buying new houses. So when people buy new houses, that's usually when you get a lot of the initial upkeep work done. So the labor market was further further strained besides not having people available and by having a higher demand as people were getting their houses ready to sell or having just bought one, getting them ready to live in. All this kind of smashed together and made this inflation rate super high. Looking at those inflation rates, there's a couple of places online you can see how they kind of rolled through. There's one that's put together um, by the Uh, It's a consumer price index, but it's specifically for household furnishings and maintenance. So this is just in that sector of the economy, which traditionally is an extremely stable portion of goods and services. Um, From the period of time from 2018 to 2021, the beginning of the year, it averaged about one, maybe two percent. Then when the pandemic hit and all these pressures started to lay in on this, we saw a huge spike to the point where year over year inflation was above 5% from about September of 2021 all the way until Q1 of 2023 in April is the first time it dropped back below 5%. During that period of time, that, that two year about span, maybe 18 months, it was consistently knocking up against 8, 9, 10%. Now, because there hasn't been a pullback on any of that, all that stuff is still priced in. So even though the rate is back below 5% now, that just means the rate at which it's growing at is less than 5%. But that huge amount of growth isn't gone. It's still there and it's baked into these prices. So in Q1 of 2023, we did see that kind of come down and now it's at about one and a half, two percent 2% again, which is good. That's a, a stabler place for it to be. And you always hear the the target rates that the Fed puts out for inflation, and they're right around 2%. So if we trust the economists, then that's that's a safe spot for this good to be. But we still have those two years of blowups that are still baked into those prices, and those aren't going to go away. They're not going to shift out unless there's a change in the market, a change in demand, or a change in supply. So household furnishings and maintenance are sitting at an above average cost kind of across the board. The one that I was most surprised at when you break this stuff out This is producer price growth rate of heating, ventilation, and air conditioning in the United States. And when you look at it from 2005 to 2022, it again kind of hovers around the 2%. It clips up into the 4 or 5% sometimes, but from 2011, 12, all the way up to 2018, it stays well below 5%. 
18 and 19, you see these little spikes. And then in 2020, it drops back down to about 2%. The problem though, is that in 21, it jumped up to 8%. And in 22, it jumped up to 20%. So an HVAC that you bought in 2022 is going to be 20% more expensive than when you bought in 2021. It's just this giant growth in its prices across that time period. So HVAC systems really got hit by the supply crunch because it gets parts from all over the world. They're assembled at different places and then their things hit HVAC really hard and made them very expensive to purchase in 2022. Now, the other side of this is not buying furnishing to set up your house, not buying HVACs, but really the maintenance portion of it. So when you switch over and look at just the maintenance portion of it, a good place to look is Thumbtack. Thumbtack is a website where you can post smaller jobs and you can find a vendor to do them. And so they go back and forth and have um, all kinds of different maintenance. And when you're looking at that maintenance, it's the normal kind of stuff you need over the year to keep your house in order and prevent large issues. This is stuff like sprinkler checks and repairs, minor sprinkler repairs, you're going to have HVAC servicing, stuff like replacing or cleaning compressor coils. You've got yard work in here when you're taking care of trees and mowing and clipping your palm trees or cutting down your big oaks, whichever trees you have, taking care of them. Uh, minor roof repair, flashing, blowing out gutters. All the stuff that kind of makes the house stable, a going concern, and available at pretty much any time to be in pretty good shape. So... Thumbtack has what they call the home care price index. And they release this quarterly. And this data looks at more than a million essential home maintenance projects and provides insight into the annual costs of maintaining. It breaks down by city, by state. You get a really good look at how much something's going to cost. And then you can look at why. You can start asking, okay, well, why did this area change and this area didn't? And because they have so much data, it's a really useful place to go and see what they've got on their blog and how they describe it because it's harder for a single company to look at some of these things. It's harder for a single owner to look at some of these things. There are industries that are larger and can give you an idea. Home Depot can tell you what it's been selling in weed whackers or how much of preventative um, roof re-roofing materials they sell at the beginning of a season. And that'll give you a picture into it too. But I like this one because it actually incorporates a lot of the labor that people contract out to have done on their homes. So let's get into some of the numbers they have. So they've been doing this for a while and they saw a slowdown at the end of 2022 to cost increases, but the annual cost has started to rise again. So an annual annualized rate, which means comparing to Q1, Q1 2023 compared to Q4 of 2022, an annualized rate of 8.8% up four and a quarter percent from the previous quarter. So the average national cost to maintain, and remember this maintain, you're not re-roofing, you're not installing new um, sprinklers, you're not getting a new garage door, you're not getting a new HVAC, you're just maintaining the property, is up to $6,409. That's up $521 from the same time last year. If you look at the way it goes, Q1 of 2022 was at about 5,888, Q2, 5,984, Q3 of 2022, 6,142. Q4 of 2022 was 6,148. And in Q1 of 2023, it jumped way up to 6,409. That's a pretty decent jump. Now, there are things that could have added to this. 
but I don't think we're going to be able to blame deferred maintenance or recovery maintenance on this because it's been going up for quite some time and quite consistently. So the average annual cost of that is for a single family. Townhomes and condos, on the other hand, have remained fairly stable. They increased an annualized rate of 3.76% for a townhome and 1.79% for a condo. The yearly cost to maintain a townhome is $2,184, which is up $80 from the same time last year, and $740 for a condo or apartment, up just $13 from the same time last year. This one's pretty easy to part the veil and look into. A lot of condos and townhomes have larger organizations that are take care of the exterior of the building, the the landscaping, the pools, the roofs, all that maintenance stuff is kind of built into your rent, your HOA fees, or your community fees. And so they're going to be taken care of in a different spot and not show up in the ownership category of maintenance because it's going to HOA. And so that's a different spot for it to land. It's really interesting the way they put this together too because they really do take that look at, okay, let's not talk about buying stuff. Let's talk about the tackling those repairs. They mentioned that in 2023, the first quarter, they've seen home maintenance prices rise across the board. 16 out of the 17 home maintenance categories increasing in cost compared to the same time last year. This is how minute they get. Fireplace and chimney cleaning and repair saw the biggest spike over the last year, up 36% year over year. Now, to be fair, there is a ratio question in these where some of them go up and it isn't as much in actual dollars as others. Here's an example. So fireplace and chimney cleaning and repair in Q1 2022 was around $180. Q1 2023 was $224, $225. So you see a big jump in the nominal percentage and the nominal price, but then things like roof repair or maintenance in Q1 2022, the bill was around, you know, $950. And then in 2023, you're seeing it at $1,100. So it's a smaller percentage, but they're they're actually really similar in amount that they go up. So these kind of all load in to kind of push this up. Uh, tree trimming and removal was up 12.2%. Full service lawn care up 11%. And central air conditioning repair and maintenance up 20%. So in addition to having that big spike in getting an HVAC, the cost of taking care of it went up as well. This is something we've encountered a lot in the summertime because you have residents, you have renters that are in the home and they want to be comfortable. And so as soon as something happens to the HVAC, that's when you're going to get a call. We get those calls and we, we either dispatch a vendor where we have to, or when we can, we use our in-house techs. The nice thing about an in-house tech is that there are employees, so they're not going to push the visit. Um, when we work with vendors, sometimes we'll encounter vendors that we haven't worked with before and they'll push the cost of the first visit because they're so busy. What we try and arrange is people that appreciate the amount of work that we bring them and then we can kind of have a preferential rate because they know that we're going to bring them a lot of work and that's one of the ways that we're trying to work on these costs as well out of all the stuff that's on this list here the two most expensive ones are roof repair and maintenance deck staining and sealing and then the um tree trimming gets up there too water heater repair and maintenance clips in at 465 they have window cleaning on here. You could go on this list and evaluate a property for its average cost based on these. They do have these categories, right? So you can go through and go, okay, well, gutter cleaning and maintenance. It's in the Southwest, say it's in Las Vegas or Houston. 
you're not going to have as much gutter cleaning and maintenance. That's a a northeasterly problem, a Utah problem, uh, an Oregon problem more than a Vegas problem. Uh, we do it less frequently because we don't have as much leaves. <laughs> we just don't have leaves. We don't have leaves for it. We got pine needles and stuff sometime, but it's pretty straightforward. Sprinkler system repair and maintenance. This is one that comes up when people zero scape. They'll zero scape and take everything out and go super, you know, the fake grass and then a couple of cactuses. You still do need a sprinkler system. It's just a much easier one to maintain because there's not much going on with it. If you're anywhere where it freezes, this is an imp important one. Um, you've got tile and grout cleaning on here, tree trimming and removal. You've got, of course, the fireplace and chimney cleaning, duct and vent cleaning, deck staining and ceiling. So if you go through this list, when you have a property or are looking at a property, you can get an idea of the yearly maintenance costs. And what I'd suggest is building those maintenance costs in on top of your, your PITI payments and just adding them in as a piece. And you can use this stuff as a resource. You can use Thumbtack as a resource to kind of get a global cost. You can use previous owner's records if they kept them. What you'll find is a lot of owners who aren't running it as a business, but it's just their house, kind of pay for what needs to be done both when it needs done, when they can afford it. When those two things collide, they go, all right, we're going to take care of this. The one that kind of hits here, though, is that there are a couple of places where it went down. So in the past quarter, they saw the cost, or excuse me, in the first quarter, home care costs rose nationwide. 31 of the top 40 metropolitan areas saw an increase in the average annual cost. That means nine dropped. But one of the things that happened in those nine that dropped is they had gone up more so they're now kind of regressing to the mean. And you get this a lot in the, the lists that they have in here of which places are the highest cost. So the highest average annual cost was in LA, and that's $8,641, a 20% change year over year. You've also got Chicago, Boston, and Seattle. New York saw an almost 5% decrease in its year over year change, but it's still the fifth most expensive place for average annual maintenance costs. Portland, Oregon is number six, and it went down 12%. So it used to be clocking in at like number three or four, and now it's just at number six. So not a huge thing. One of the ones that jumped on this chart, well, two that jumped on this chart are both in Florida. Miami saw a 39% increase, and Tampa saw a 42% increase. A large reason for that is this massive influx of people to both of those markets without having an underlying increase in the labor force for these particular roles. A lot of the people that were moving in were people that were coming from other cities and trying to get away from the higher cost of living. They were looking for a place with no state income tax and some of them were just fleeing for the sun. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're getting the ratio of new plumbers and new roofers and uh, new tradespeople. That doesn't come with it. And so the prices go up because the labor pool isn't there to do it. On the list of the lowest cost, the couple of places that moved around here, they, they did the same thing. So the lowest cost places went up as well. Orlando, Florida used to be almost at the bottom of the list, but it went up nearly a third to 5,422. West Palm Beach, Florida jumped 22%. It's at 5,195. The very bottom of the list is Las Vegas at 3,192, a year over year change of 0.1%. Phoenix, also in the Sun Belt, is in the bottom three. It's at 4,625 with 6.3%. So when you get into this list and start looking at it, this is also a good way to pick out markets and kind of predict how those markets are going to shift and respond to more people being there. 
There are other things, of course, like we've got the chip fab going in in Ohio. And you have large manufacturing shifting all over the place. As that happens and we work to bring stuff that's in the CHIPS Act, the IRA Act, in new spend, we're going to see these numbers jump around a lot too. Now you guys, as homeowners, property owners who rent, there's a split in these costs though too. So well, I recognize that these highline numbers, 5,000, 6,000, are more geared towards the homeowner who's living in their property. These are also a split set of costs. These are also pretty good estimates for where you're going to get hit on a turn when you've got to vacate the property and flip it back in. But when you're looking at them, remember some of these are still your responsibility as the owner. If a roof repair or maintenance happens because of excessive winds or a tree falls on the property, that's not necessarily up to the resident. That's going to be arranged and coordinated either through insurance, especially in Florida with hurricanes, or it's going to be arranged through insurance for a, a tree falling on it. But if your roof is just getting longer in the tooth, it's going to need that repair. It's going to need that maintenance for sprinkler systems. While you can put that in the lease and have the resident be responsible for it, you should really talk to your property management company and make sure that they're doing what they need to do to remind the resident that that's their responsibility and providing preferred vendors, providing timelines and checking in that it gets done because a sprinkler system that freezes is very, very pain in the rear end to fix because they usually burst in very inconvenient places. If it's under a slab, it's just going to be devastating, right? So take a look at these categories. We'll provide links in the episode description so that you can go out and take a peek at what all these numbers are and start thinking about them for either your current property or the next property you're going to start looking at. Now, the other side of this is how do you make these costs bearable as you go across them? And on on the Poplar Home side, one of the approaches we've taken that's that's been helpful is trying to do self-diagnosis and correction as much, as much as possible. That involves one of our people on the phone with the resident in the home trying to walk them through stuff that may be simpler. And that's things like garbage disposals. We don't necessarily need to send somebody out to redo a garbage disposal if it's clogged or if it's it's popped its circuit. We can walk them through that over the phone. The other thing we try and do is to try and get enough information to get an accurate estimate without having to have the person go out and check it out. And this can be anything from measuring the carpet in a room so that we know how much we need to bring out to, um, we can take that number around to get a quote. The other way is to have <clears throat> as much information on the property as we can inside of our systems. And so as we build out our property tracking systems, when somebody reaches out and tells us that there's a roof issue, if we have looked at that roof before or worked with a company that worked with it before, we have a better idea of how to quote that. And so minimizing the number of times you need to call and send a vendor out to get a quote can help you get a better price. And it'll help you call around and get more quotes without having to have that sales conversation when they come to the house and say, well, let's talk about this. Um, so those are a couple of things that we do here. You can do those in your own space as well. I highly recommend getting an original copy of your plans from the, the planning department. Then you'll have the actual measurements of every room in your house and where everything is and how it's supposed to be put together. Um, it's nice to talk to a company that has reminders. There are several 
sprinkler companies that will come out and do maintenance and check in as part of your gardening. And so if you get the resident <coughs> to use your preferred vendor, it's very helpful. You can build it into the rent if you want. All these are possible ways to make sure that that ongoing maintenance is getting done. Because when it's not done, it's really expensive. The easy example, like I said, is that pipe bursting underneath a slab or pipe bursting in an inconvenient place in a sprinkler system when it freezes because nobody blew it out. Um, the other one that you're going to bump into a lot in Florida is roof repairs. It's a it's a heck of a thing down there with everything that happens with the hurricanes and roof replacement companies. Um, the insurance issue there is compounded by that. We'll probably talk through insurance in a podcast in the future because it's 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 not a great uh, not a great plan right now for Florida for its hurricanes or California for its wildfires to be easily insured. But when you're looking at these maintenance things, a lot of these things are not going to be insurance calls. They're going to be just getting taken care of by a trusted licensed vendor. So there you have it. Take a look at Thumbtack. Realize how much the cost of all these things has gone up, and that's going to play on your uh, return on investment. At the same time, though, we've seen rents rise. So if you're in the right home with the right monthly cost, you're still making money. If you bought a house last year to rent, uh, gosh, I hope it pencils for you because it's really rough right now. Um, we're happy to help you with it, though, and find out if it does pencil. If you would like a free rent estimate or talk to us about our property management services, you can find us at poplar.homes pod. That's poplar.homes pod. And we're happy to take a look and talk about what we can do for you, how you should be landing your price on your home, and maybe even, you know, how we can manage it for you. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next time.